1: Why are you so hysterical? We always wanted
2: people actually talk about it. I did not hit her. It's not true. It's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Allison.
1: Oh, hi, Rob. Wait, are we really recording?
2: It's already recording,
1: yeah.
2: Oh. I mean, whether or not we say anything worth keeping, that's different. But I have a quote for you all. This is from Sandy Chaclairs. Yes, I directed the room. Shooting tasteful love scenes for feature films is very difficult. Pornography is easy. Aesthetically pleasing PG or R-rated love scenes are neither easy nor simple. Love scenes are not the voyeuristic thrill newbies... Ooh, hey, I'm back. Oh, hi, Nile.
0: <laughs> oh, hi. Hi, Robert. Love
2: scenes are not the voyeuristic thrill newbies and civilians think they are. You shoot them on a closed set, only those crew members who are absolutely necessary to the shooting process are there. This still adds up to at least six or seven people. Hardly an intimate setting. Everybody is uncomfortable to some degree. Add in multiple takes and multiple camera angles and it's positively eerie. Caress her left breast upstage from the camera, please. Seriously, regardless of the project, every crew member on set for Love Scene is somewhat ill at ease and doing their best not to show any overt discomfort. At least that's how the prevailing wind blows on a normal set. The Room was not a normal set and nothing I did was ever going to make it a normal set. Niall, in case you missed it, <laughs> uh, that was from Sandy Jaclair's book, Yes, I Directed the Room, when he's talking about quitting on the last day of production. So, we didn't really talk about, well, okay, we're talking about minute eight now, uh-huh. which oh I Oh, I, I
0: didn't realize we were actually recording here so. as <laughs> well. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Started recording when you left. <laughs> oh, well, well. Because that's funny. Hey. Uh, hey, I'm
1: back. I'm, <laughs> I'm back, everybody.
2: I labeled this minute as, and then finally the sex, yeah. in quotes.
1: And finally the sex. Yeah. I mean, I can't like speak for every woman, but what a bummer to like get your boobies out for such a lame movie. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean?
2: I watch this YouTube show called Best of the Worst. It's where I hear of a lot of weird, obscure, bad movies. And there's this one I forget what movie they're watching, it's called like the the box or the something—it's really low-budget crap. And this, mm. there's this—the room.
0: I think that's what that's called, isn't it? Uh,
2: it's not the room. <laughs> there's a sex scene, and one of the guys just goes, "Oh no, not for this movie!" She's <laughs> 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 like, feels so bad for the actress that she that she did that. I do know, like, julia Daniel seems okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do know some like people who are working actresses. And yeah, they do have a real like. Uh, I've seen them like posting Facebook updates and stuff about like having to weigh up whether to, you know, uh, to the sh- you know to show their breasts on camera and stuff. Apparently, it's a thing yeah. that's. Uh, it is very much like a t- a, 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 so actresses apparently kind of approach it with a lot of trepidation. They're like, well, I don't know. This is a, you know, apparently it's still a big commitment to do and stuff. One of them I know though was is like literally doing it to play a corpse. So it was kind of like, I guess it's necessary because I'm on the gurney and stuff, but yeah, yeah so finally, yeah. it's going to be, it's not an erotic scene. So I guess it's okay and stuff. Those sort of wait up and down all over the place.
2: But then forever now, that scene of you, if you become famous, that scene's going to stay there yeah. on the internet forever. Oh yeah. And then like, um,
1: you'll be you'll
2: be
1: a corpse I, I was going to say um, and then you'll be in Seth MacFarlane's Oscar song I don't know if anyone remembers that but when he was at the Academy Awards and he did the song we saw your boobs yeah. we oh, saw yeah. your boobs in the movie that we saw we saw your boobs <laughs> we saw your boobs we saw your boobs in the movie that we
0: saw we saw your boobs I do know uh, again because I, you know, I know a, a, a few people who, who did this, and like, I remember one of them was saying as well that like she had to do a, a scene in like a shower and stuff, and it was just a full frontal thing. And she's like, oh yeah, people try to be. Uh, encouraging on set and stuff but like you'll get like loads of guys will take off their tops as well and be like oh yeah this is yeah everyone it's all it's all the same and stuff it's like yeah we're totally fine
2: but then <laughs> it probably just makes it weirder. Or...
0: yeah she's just saying, it's not the
2: same like it's really she's just like you're standing <laughs> the there just style. gonna
0: with your shirt off and then i'm standing pouring dripping wet in a completely naked in the shower while you're pointing a camera at me it's not the same <laughs> at all
2: or in this case pointing two cameras at me yeah. <laughs>
0: To be fair though, to Juliet, maybe, like, I know she was obviously, you know, found this whole thing a bit weird, but at least Tommy is sort of, he's showing his goods as well, I guess, on set. Again, like, maybe that probably made it worse for her, really, but, uh, yeah. it's not as if he's exploiting, oh no, you show your best and then I'm hidden. It's like, no, no, everything. Uh, I'm not shy either. And <laughs> so.
2: I don't know how much she had seen of the full script, cause like, Supposedly, most of them hadn't seen the whole script, just certain scenes. But she asked for this part. She was originally cast as Michelle, Mm. and then Tommy like basically fired the actress who was playing Michelle because they had some problems over money and other issues. And then Juliet came in and said, "I want to audition for Lisa." So she went for this part. Maybe she was just going for the lead because she knew it was the lead. I don't
0: know. Well, she's one of the ones as well that I think like. I feel bad for her because, like, I don't think she's that bad an actress in it. Like, she's like, yeah, she's, you know, it's, it's, it kind of comes down to, like, with better direction. Yeah. She could have been a proper, like, not a Hollywood star or anything, but she could have been, like, a proper actress. But you look at her INDB, unless she's doing loads of theater work that we're just not seeing. <laughs> right. Uh It seems like, nah, it's just the career is just not going to. It's not going to take off at this point. But I do feel kind of bad for that. Like, yeah, she hitched her, her wagon to this particular star, and you know, maybe didn't have the foresight. Of the, I guess also because she wasn't as intimate with Tommy as Greg is, where he can be like, "I can write a friggin' book about all the, all the stuff that happened with this guy." She, she she can't capitalize on it in the in the same regard that he did.
2: Yeah, at this point, it wouldn't matter because what's she going to add that we haven't heard? Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it seems like none of their careers really took off.
2: No. (laughs) The only one who I think really has regular work is, like, Robin Paris, who was already an actress when she did this part, like, because Michelle, she still does stuff, and now she produces, like, The Room actors, where are they now? And so she's still capitalizing on this, but she's done other things. Hmm. A lot of them just kind of went away. I mean, Greg had been in a couple movies before this. even was the lead in... uh, um, was it, it was Retro Puppet, Puppet, Puppet Master
0: 9 or something like that, wasn't
2: it? <laughs> I think it was the fifth or sixth one, but yeah, <laughs> Retro Puppet Master. And he was the lead in that, the... but it's a little movie that hardly anyone's going to see.
0: So, you know, that weird thing with, the uh, with Denny as well, where he disappeared for a while and then he came back and he seems to have aged about 40 years out of mm-hmm. nowhere. Where it's
1: like, holy crap. And
2: now he's a podcaster. And now he's got a local news podcast in, uh, somewhere in Arizona. Yeah. So no. well, I, I, they figured out how to do things with their lives.
0: I have to add on top of the the, the questions about whether you guys had any form of uh, netting on your uh,
2: <laughs> bed, <laughs> like this. No,
0: this water feature thing. Mm-hmm. This is also a thing I, I, I've only ever seen in films. I don't know anyone who would bother to buy or maintain <laughs> one of these trickling
2: down. Water feature things. I've actually been to someone's house where they had one in a living room. Oh. I, I don't know anyone who has something like that in a bedroom. Because it is a cool decoration, you know, the water and you, it, it has its own lighting mm. that we see at the end of the scene. I mean, next minute. To me now though, it just, it, it, I
0: instantly think of Friends because it has the, the, like when Joey moves out, he gets <laughs> his own place and then he gets one of these yeah. things and there's a whole joke where everyone's looking at, or Chandler's looking forlornly at the window at the rain and then it comes to the Joey and you think he's looking at the rain, but he's actually looking at the water feature and
1: stuff. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called?
2: I don't know. Yeah. It's a rain thing. It's, uh, most of the things for sale on the internet call them fountains. Oh, okay. But it's basically a pane of glass where water is pumped up the side of it and dropped down it, like between two panes of glass. Yeah.
0: So I can understand, because it's a big thing now on the internet to have Rain sounds like this. Websites, right? It is it's just, it's just the sound of rain. I can understand that as a, as a thing, but just the visual. Maybe there are people who just like the visual of a thing that looks like rain beating against and pouring down a window. But I don't know. But it just never, it's never appealed to me as a thing. I think if I put that in, because again, you'd have to, you'd have to maintain it. Like you'd have to clean it, and you'd have to do all the stuff. Like you know, you get yourself a fast, a fancy. Like fish tank, no one tells you how much friggin' work it actually is to keep that thing spick and span. Yeah. So I can imagine these things would probably turn out to be a pain in the ass as well.
2: If you're lucky, this is sealed, so you don't have to clean it a lot. But then at some point, it's just useless. Yeah,
0: yeah. So give me a lava lamp any day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did you used to have a lava lamp?
0: No, but I always wanted I used one. To. <laughs> oh, really? Around to get one. It was just one of those things where, like, oh, I really always really want one of those. But whenever I've been decorating a place, I've never thought at the time, like, oh, I should go get a lava lamp. So maybe that's what I should be doing. Like, I should be, like, after this, i like eBay <laughs> lava
2: lamp and see what it You need a lava lamp. You need a rain feature. What else? You need netting to hang around your around your bed. You need like a beanbag
1: need... chair.
0: Yeah. Oh, no, I wouldn't say no to a beanbag chair.
2: <laughs> those are nice. You know. I
0: think I'd have to buy, I used to have one of those. like, the four posts to co- put around the bed. In addition to the netting, yeah, well. you might need a whole
2: new bed.
1: Have yeah. you guys ever seen that thing where, like, in the door entryway, there will be like dangly haney things as part of the decoration? The yeah, oh. I've known people yeah. who had that. I know. I, That's even worse. Yeah, netting thing.
0: I've never understood that either. That always makes me think of um, Leon, or I think it's called like the, the professional, professional in America. But yeah, there's a bit where like Guy opens breaks into you know, spoilers for, the, for Leon, breaks into Natalie Portman's apartment and, like, kills her whole family. Spoilers oh. for five minutes bit, we, in? He comes to confront someone, and he does a very, like, a real elaborate flourish through one of those beaded curtain things. And that's now instantly where my mind goes. It's like, oh, yeah, if I had one, I'd just be doing that Gary Oldman entrance the whole time.
2: One of my sisters had those at some point when I was a kid, but I don't remember who, which one. Too many sisters. Mostly I just think of that as, yeah, coming from movies, like drug dealers or weird hippies will have a room that's behind those beads. It's like, they're too good for a door.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get it either. It's like, why not Salvador?
2: Like, you've got a doorway,
1: just put a door in. <laughs> what
2: are you doing? <laughs> in the new Hellboy movie there's an entire like not it's not even a doorway it's an entire like wall area cutting off a kitchen that has beads hanging down like that's just oh, excessive.
0: so you think it's like this is after the opening day you've already been out to the apparently disastrous yes we're recording day.
2: only one day after us I saw it yesterday oh, okay. morning yeah what, right is now. it
0: as bad as people are saying or
2: no it's way too long and it's definitely different if you if you know Hellboy from the previous two movies not from the comics you won't yeah. like it Because it's got a different tone to it. But it's also very adult. Like, they took advantage of having an R rating and have a lot of gore and a lot of Mm. violence. I think
0: that was because I'm a bit of a gore hound. Like, I have a kind of, like, a weird, morbid fascination with gore in movies. So I'll watch absolute dreck. (laughs) I'm like, oh, no, there's a good kill in it, though. So, when I was reading all these terrible reviews, the only good things people were consistently saying is, like, some of these demon attacks at, at the end are very, very intense, and they're very creatively gory. Oh, yeah, the visuals So, I'm are like, great. oh, well, I'll watch it just for that, but I don't know if I'll pay to see it. I might wait until it's, like, a Netflix <laughs> release or something, but I'll get around to it eventually, though. Yeah.
1: I'm sorry if anyone can hear the ice cream truck in the background.
2: Was
0: that an ice cream, though? I was wondering what that was.
2: <laughs> I thought you just turned on some music because we were talking about movies. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is how a show goes with Nile. A lot of tangents.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so you guys were saying, like, were saying you wanted to talk about other sex scenes in in movies.
2: Yes. I have categories uh, for mine. I
1: came prepared.
2: <laughs> uh, well, I've been preparing my whole life. Well, not for <laughs> talking about sex scenes, but- Like, you need need me to list something from movies. I'm like, well, here's 10 movies where that happened. Uh, And then once I type the list, then I'm starting to add others. Then I'm double checking some. One of mine, I was sure, I'll just tell you. Okay, my first category is sex scenes where I learned about sex. Like, because my parents, there was never like the talk, you know, and all that cliche thing from TV or movies or whatever. And we, I grew up going to a private school owned by a church. So they weren't teaching us about sex. But I saw a lot of movies. One of them that I put on my list is uh, Where the Boys Are, which I think is eighty three, eighty four. 384, which I was sure until a couple days ago is where I learned you could have sex standing up. <laughs> it's not that movie. I have no idea what movie that scene was now. <laughs> for years, I just thought it was that one that we saw to drive in. Um, I did learn you could have sex from behind from the movie Scream for Help. Um <laughs> Are those I two learned...
0: things correlated, like that title and the fact that someone has sex from behind?
2: <laughs> no, actually, no. Um, mm-hmm. I learned that sex isn't always good for uh the female involved from Fast Times of Ridgemont High. Mm. I learned that sex can be very agile and acrobatic from the tall guy. <laughs> mischief and risky business are on my list, but I don't remember exactly what I would learned from that mischief. I know I specifically tried to copy one of those scenes in a book I was writing because it's like, <laughs> The guy really wants to have sex, but the girl doesn't, and it gets kind of <laughs> awkward and weird. Uh, and so I put in—I had a post-it that said, "Like, add the mischief scene." I remember that post-it that on my desk.
0: I was really hoping you were going to be like, "I tried to, to copy one of the moves in my own sex in life. real life." <laughs> <laughs> that was, that's how I got this scar. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then I have Halloween on this list as well because that's just one I've been seeing since I was like five. And so, even though that sex scene is deliberately unrealistic mm. because their first take was too realistic.
0: <laughs> I always think of that the weird correlation of that sex scene in Halloween or mostly just the reveal of the breasts in that because I remember then like you see everything that's all uncut and whatnot in the actual, you know, the, the, the 78 movie yeah. and then in Scream they have the bit where Sydney and Billy are having sex for the first time and it, it, it keeps cutting back and forth between that scene in Halloween and the scene in Scream and then you'd see breasts in neither of them. Like, they just cut away altogether. <laughs> I just thought it was very strange. Like, oh, yeah, 20 years later, in the 90s, people were much more prudish about this, apparently.
2: Well, you didn't need it. And so if that's going to be the thing that gets you the R rating, you don't do it. Because now yeah. people can find nude scenes on cable in the 90s and in the 2000s on the internet. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to add the sex to get that certain audience in like you would in the 80s or the yeah. 70s.
0: Well, I mean, that's a, another thing as well with – um american rating systems where yeah like scream is violent as all hell like there's you know freaking rose mcgowan getting crushed in a freaking you know a, a garage door there's freaking the mm-hmm. guy getting gutted like, disemboweled at the start there's like freaking full-on just knife in chest penetration that you see on camera and stuff all there no problem buckets of blood in that movie but it's like oh don't be showing any breasts though no. like that's that's too far like, you can't be <laughs> you show people getting their freaking throat slit that's fine. But we see one nipple that's not on a guy, i tell you, <laughs> you were, we were going to have to pay hell for that. That's
2: that's a very good description of our rating system, yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> love how you said garage. <laughs> In garage. In a garage by the motorway. <laughs> <laughs> I love <Elton> John. Sorry. <laughs> I just cleaned on to that. <laughs> I studied the rating system in film class, but I don't really remember a whole lot about it. I've heard America's kind of more uptight about that sort of thing than they are in Europe.
0: Oh, yeah. Over here, everything's just (laughs) – like, 9 p.m. is all – that's your rating. Like, after that, you can put on anything on British TV. They're just like, yep, fine. Just whatever. So you'll get full-blown sex scenes just on, like – Terrestrial television. When I was a kid, <laughs> just like yeah, it's, it's after nine p.m. That's all you needed. Uh, and yeah, just, yeah oh, of course. And you know, you were talking off mic about the blue is the warmest color. Yeah, sudden yeah. This is like yeah, that's, that's that's the French for you. Like that's movie big awards contender. And it's almost three hours of solid sex. Like, that's mostly what the movie is.
2: <laughs> there are other scenes.
0: There are other scenes, but, like, they're not many. <laughs> like, it's most, it's mostly that. But Plus, too, that it's like a three-hour movie. It's like, you could have cut down some of these, you
2: know? The one sex scene in that movie took supposedly ten days to film. So, yeah, it's definitely a good part of the movie.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think the United States has something similar to what you were referring to called Safe Harbor Hours, um, which is from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m., but I don't know if they allow – like, they I don't think they allow nudity unless it's, like, a network that you, like, paid for. I don't watch enough TV. <laughs> yep.
2: They do now on, like, cable channels. Uh, they will allow worse language, like, more profanity. But they still don't have, I, I like, explicit sex unless it's a network like HBO where you paid specifically for that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And the basic idea for people who don't know, I'm sure everyone knows, is that the kids are asleep. So you can put – all the fun stuff on TV for mommy and daddy.
2: <laughs> That's where you get, like, Skinamax and whatever, back in the 90s. Yeah.
0: I was trying to think of, like, notable sex scenes. And ones that are always curious to me, well, I mean, like again, not, not in movies, but um, I don't know if either of you guys were into the, the Hannibal TV show. Yes. And like, there's, there's at least two really really weird sex scenes in that show. Because the whole thing is like every shot of Hannibal is essentially like it could be a painting. Like it's an yeah. amazingly produced show. Visually just stunning. And like yeah, there's a scene where um, I think it's a season two where like it's Ka- Caroline, you'd know Robert actually, is it Dehavenas yeah. or Dehavenas? De Dehavenas, okay. Because uh, I've only ever seen and written. Um, but the She's uh yeah, her and Hannibal are going out, and then they start imagining Will Graham's in the scene, and it turns out there's all this black inky stuff going on, and it's just like what's the? <laughs> and then in season three, there's like another sex scene with with Caroline as well, where it's just like it's going into like kaleidoscope things, where it's like faces are literally meshing together, and it just goes to this whole warped, very artistically beautiful, crazy sequence for like three minutes in the center of an episode. And it's one of those things you're watching. It's like, oh, it's, of course the show is going to be canceled because it's it's almost too good for TV. <laughs> like it's just so yeah. this thing is so fantastically beautifully done, as real work of art. I can't imagine it lasting too long on like public television.
2: I'm surprised it lasted as long as it did.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm still stunned that they actually got the, the kind of finish it in a way. But uh, even though they're still banging on about a season four, but whatever. The only other sex scene I can really think of um, recently was because uh, I found out like amazing a thing that really blew my mind was because uh, I was watching uh, Die Hard with a Vengeance recently with my dad and you know even though I'm like in my 30s now there's still a very big discomfort when you're watching something with your dad <laughs> and then like a sex scene happens and it's just a bit like ooh uh, this is <laughs> the, 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 what what but we're watching that and I forgot at the end there's a scene between Jeremy Irons. And his, uh, his mute henchwoman. And like, yeah, they, he takes her in the back and is like really violently rips open her shirt and stuff. And that's the point then. Until,
2: I don't remember that at all.
0: Yeah, yeah. She start uh, they start kind huh. of going at it. And then John McClane shows up in this helicopter and she grabs a gun and starts shooting out the window at him and stuff. But, uh, the, the thing that I found out recently that was amazing to me was that like that mute henchwoman is played by a woman called Sam Phillips. Uh, and people who know like that movie, like, yeah, Simon's henchwoman is like one of the three main villains in it and yeah. she like very viciously kills people and stuff is a bit she has like a hooked knife that she uses to, like really slice into people and stuff and so I always just knew like oh yeah the, the you know she's quite an intimidating presence and stuff uh, and I randomly found out that she's also a musician and one of the things she's most known for is uh, in the Gilmore girls <laughs> oh, hell yeah. like you know throughout an episode you'll hear like strumming up a guitar and like a woman going <laughs> All that stuff. That's her. That's that same woman. And when I found that out, my head was just like,
2: what? That's, that's crazy.
0: But, uh, so now I'm just like, that's my new icebreaker for every, like, social interaction with new people. I'm like, are you, you've seen the movie Die Hard with a Vengeance, right? And you've seen the Gilmore girls? Well, let me tell you something about that. That's
1: funny. Yeah, you're speaking my language with the Gilmore girls.
2: And she's apparently a Christian singer as well, so that's
0: I think my favorite sex scenes, though would be uh in True Romance because mm. of the uh the big bopper scene where Christian Slater phones up Michael Rappaport <laughs> and then in the middle of it, he just starts having sex in the phone booth with the and Gets on top of everything else while the song's still playing, and Michael Rapaport is on the toilet, and there's a the whole – everything's just kind of all over the place with me. <laughs> I remember, too, distinctly, because I used to have the, the screenplay to that film just lying about the house. And I always remember reading that script and there's the, the original Tarantino script. There's no sex in it. Huh. I always thought that was kind of curious. Like, cause Quentin Tarantino was one of the first scripts he wrote. I guess he was put in like really early twenties. Yeah. And in his vision of a true romance is like a thing. It's a very chaste romance. There's no, there's no sex in it. And I guess Tony Scott came in and was just like, you know, these two gotta, like, we gotta, you know, bug <laughs> at least, at least once in the film,
2: right? <laughs> <laughs> there aren't a lot of recent ones. Because, I said, movies don't necessarily do that anymore unless the movie is about it. Mm.
0: You can get ones with, like, there'll be the setup. You'll get, like, Under the Skin, where it's all very erotic. Yeah. And you've been led down the primrose path of thinking you're going to get a sex scene. Yeah. And then, no, you're not. <laughs> you're going to get something very, very different. I mean,
2: like, Blue is the Warmest Color that we were already talking about. Or Secretary. Mm. Where, like, that's... The movie is about that sexual relationship. Yeah.
0: There's also uh, Crank 2. <laughs> uh, that's a very memorable sex scene on a is it a horse? Is it a horse race? It's a track horse track, or, yeah. yeah I believe it's a horse track. Yeah, and then just the two of them uh, just going at various positions on the track, so just for like a good five
2: minutes or so. Well, he has to keep his heart rate up. so yeah.
0: that's a movie that really deserves minute by minute treatment. Not even the first <laughs> crack movie; like the first crack was skipped the, Rain, to the second one, but it's the second one because the second one is just like it's crazy. So that's yeah. just everything. But more. (laughs) It's like, how, you know, you think of how else could this get crazier, this film? It's like, oh no, they did it. It's in there. (laughs) So anyone out there inspired to make a Movies by Minute, do Crank 2, and then make sure you get me on it at some point.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Now, Allison, you haven't seen as many movies, but do you have any? Do I have
1: any? Yeah. Okay, so I did a countdown of the, or watched a countdown of the weirdest sex
2: scenes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, I mean, the weirdest one for me was the bronze where they're doing like full-on gymnastic moves during sex.
0: I've always been really curious because some people do get into like very, very... Kinky stuff when they'll get into like levels of gymnastic sex. Like I do uh, know people who are very open about their sex <laughs> and stuff and they'll happily t- talk, tell you about like what they've been up to and things like that. And like, yeah, they're very like, you wonder at one point, like they just kind of get to a point of just like, I'm just bored. So yeah, we're just trying everything now. I'm just doing whatever. So I'll do gymnastic sex. I'll do whatever the dirtiest thing you can think of is, just to keep this, keep the, uh, you know, keep things going.
2: One of the trailers that was on yesterday at the theater was for an upcoming movie called Good Boys, which is about these three little boys, and I don't even remember the plot exactly, but they are looking around their parents' closet and find what is a sex swing, like the thing you hook up in the in the bedroom, and it's got like the little harnesses for the legs and everything. They start playing on it and are swinging around, having a good time. And a little girl walks in and just says, you know, that's for sex, right? <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what? <laughs> and she just walks away. It's like, just so bizarre. A scene, It's all little kids discovering.
0: I do remember reading, the, what did you call the actual book? It was a high concept, the book was called. It was the, the Don Simpson uh, biography and uh, you know, famed Infamous producer. Uh, movie producer, Don Simpson, and he was a guy who was like, the thing is, the book's weird because it's a real book of two halves where it's like, there's a lot of talk about the minutiae of movie producing and a lot of money talk, like real crunching numbers and stuff. And then all the other stuff is like how the, the, Hedonistic and just in, you know, crazy a lifestyle that Don Simpson actually had where he was just, you know, he was everything you assume about like a big Hollywood producer. This guy was st- stacks of money everywhere and just doing drugs left, right, and center and injecting things here, there, and everywhere and stuff. I do remember one point, like, like almost kind of like that bit in. Scarface, when he's just got the, the platter of cocaine in front of him, and he's just, you know, it just looks like he's bored with it all already. Like Don Simpson's talking about like, um, yeah, I'm bored with sex. Go out, like sending one of like a secretary out to go like, go out and find me just the dirtiest prostitute you can find just literally someone who will do just things I've never even thought of to do <laughs> so, but just imagine having having that job where you your task was like your boss telling you to go, go find out and find him. me the sleaziest dirtiest most deplorable prostitute that you could find who will do things to me that like, and you're already convinced your boss has already done everything anyway so it's like oh Christ I'm really gonna have to get into the dirt to find, to find this person
1: yeah shout out to Mae West who was kind of like the OG to getting us to the point where we could have sex scenes in movies <laughs> she didn't even do that she just had to say like this really sleazy stuff but yeah
2: I'm waiting to hear what she said but <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I'm just trying to look here to see if there's anything uh, within the minute uh, we need to talk about. Um,
2: no, there are rose petals.
0: You do get the awkward Tommy kind of a oh, slightly weird angle on top of Juliet Daniels, where it uh, it doesn't look like he would be inserting things where things are supposed to be inserted. But uh, I guess it's whatever it took to get them through the, the scene.
2: That's what he's into. Um. Oh. That brings me to notes from a midnight screening. I only have a couple. The notes from a midnight screening is when people scream water when we see that water fountain at the beginning of the minute. They scream water and fire when we see the candles and the water thing together in a shot in second 17, so that's like the shot of the film. And then they they, uh, chant, fuck that navel, over and over. (laughs) And then it goes on so long, the chant dies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it just gets quiet
1: I just feel bad for her that like I mean I don't know her maybe she doesn't regret it at all but like that she had to get her tits out for like such a not great movie
2: Yeah.
0: Mm. I mean it's one of those things like you, despite the reputation of uh, of the film there's probably definitely people out there who have used this for uh, stimulation when they're <laughs> by, the, by, the, by themselves so yeah, the she has to live with that in her head of like, yeah, that's a, that's an unfortunate thing I put out into the world. But.
2: <laughs> Speaking of unfortunate things put out into the world, Nile, where can people hear more of you? Okay.
0: <laughs> 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 uh, you can hear more of me on, uh, Bat Minute, uh, as a podcast I do, uh, with my, um co-host, <laughs> John Parker, uh, and we go through the Batman movies uh, from 89 th- up to and including 1997, uh, one minute at a time. We're not doing the Dark Knight movies because someone else is already doing them. Uh, so, we've, we're we're 90s kids, so that's where we're sticking. And yeah, you can find us on any any podcaster of, of your choice, and I believe also on Spotify, which I found out recently. So, you can just shout at your Alexa, Alexa, put on Batman, and we'll come out so, uh, yeah, just go do that if that's a thing that you should want to do.
2: But it's nothing wrong when people make fun of the project, in this case, the room. The Room Minute is a production of Lemming Drops Studio. You can find more content at lemmingdrops.com.
1: Follow The Room Minute on all the obvious social media. If you've got any stupid comments after the show,
2: you can leave them in your pocket on Facebook. If you like what you hear, throw us a rating and review on your podcatcher of choice. Thank you for listening, and remember, if a lot of people loved each other, the world would be a better place to live. Leave us!